here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. And then two weeks after that, we got Money in the Bank. And then two weeks after that, we got Starcade. And then two weeks after that, we got Halloween Havoc. Jeff Hawkins. I'm Dana Brooke. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Destination America's canceled TNA. Such happy-go-lucky music, isn't it? This sounds like Muse or something. Does it? Sounds like Muse. Yeah. Muse. Uh, yeah, Muse. no, I know, I know who Muse is, but yeah, yeah it's happy-go-lucky music. Yeah. It's happy-go-lucky. I don't know. What are you gonna do about it? Um, Shake them ropes. Rob McCarron, Jeff Hawkins here. It is Shake Them Ropes episode eighty-eight. Jeff, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's Money in the Bank <laughs> week. I got a comment. It's like, yeah, I listened to your podcast. You didn't suck as much as I thought you did, Hawkins. <laughs> I was like, well, you're getting better. Yeah. Backhanded compliments. Still compliments. You're getting better. You're learning how to do this a little bit better. Oh, well, it was because they knew me. They didn't know you, so they had to comment on me. Yeah, you're getting a little better. Thank you. Not quite where I want you to be at this time, but, uh, you know, we're progressing. We'll we'll let you see how you'll do uh, hitting AAA pitching here soon. But uh, we, well. are, we are here for Money in the Bank week. We timed this perfectly by accident. Our Mm -hmm. match today on the top 100 matches to see on the WWE Network before you die. Our match number 75. It is the first ever Money in the Bank match. We are going to discuss this. Uh, So wonderful timing as Sunday is Money in the Bank, the pay-per-view, which will feature one Money in the Bank ladder match. It is the first Money in the Bank pay-per-view that will not have two ladder matches on it. It is the second in a row that will not have two Money in the Bank ladder matches on it. Only one ladder match coming up this Sunday. And as of now, only six matches announced for the real show. Oh, hold on. There's no, 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 no. The the title match is is a ladder match. There are two ladder matches. That's right. Just not a multi-person ladder match. Correct. That's right. The title match. Seth How could I have ever forgotten that? The fact that this is the third pay-per-view in like four weeks. (laughs) I forgive you. You're getting better. Maybe you'll be able to hit single A pitching eventually. This is the third pay-per-view in four weeks. Yes. Has it been five Sundays even, or will this be the fourth Sunday? I'm enjoying this quality time we're having together, Rob. Yeah, are you? <laughs> we're gonna, we've <laughs> yeah. been doing a lot of shows lately because we do these shows after the pay-per-view. We do the preview shows. We do our regular shows. Um, we're going to be live on Sunday, too, after Money in the Bank. We're going to mm-hmm. be live at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, you can go to at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. You can go to voicesofwrestling.com slash STR and find us. That's where the web player is. So if you want to listen to our live podcast recording after Money in the Bank, you can do that at 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, right after Money in the Bank ends. We will be there live talking about all the craziness. And most likely, in my view, we'll be talking about 
either a John Cena win over Kevin Owens or what kind of uh, messed up finish they gave that match. I don't fathom it's possible that Kevin Owens can beat John Cena clean twice in a row. Help me out here because I'm still not certain of this. Is this a title match or is it not a title match? It's not a title match. It's one-on-one. It's a non-title affair. It's very possible that Owens could beat him clean again. It's yeah. I don't think it's possible. Just for that fact, whether the titles were on the line or not, I don't think Kevin Owens is beating John Cena twice in a row. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I could see you do that. And then it's like, well, now finally for the title on the line, and then nothing. But I, I don't Well, because again, Kevin Owens happen. doesn't want the title. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Kevin Owens doesn't it want the title. Happen. It's not like he has to beat Cena a couple of times and then finally get a title shot. Kevin Owens doesn't want the title. He could have had a title shot on Raw the first night in. He doesn't True. want that belt. He says, take this belt away from me. I don't want it. He has to lose the belt before he wants the belt. That's interesting, too, because last week, WWE announced that on July 4th, the morning of July 4th, they will be airing what was originally intended to be a Japanese live event. They'll be airing it live on WWE Network July 4th, headlined by Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston, of all people. A main event in any arena. John Cena in the main event, most likely a tag match with a couple of people or in a singles Mm. match with King Barrett. You got Neville against Chris Jericho. Mm. And you got Finn Balor challenging for the NXT championship against Kevin Owens on the morning of July 4th on WWE Network. In Japan. In In Japan. Japan. In Japan. Where Prince Devitt once reigned. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Could Finn Balor win the championship against Kevin Owens? And this match would take place on July 4th, so it would take place in between Money in the Bank and, and the next pay-per-view Battleground. Oh, and Battleground, yeah. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. That would be an interesting uh, turn of events, wouldn't it? It would be interesting. I, I say bank on it. We're going to talk about Money in the Bank. We're going to talk about the Money in the Bank match from WrestleMania 21, the first ever Money in the Bank match uh, at the end of our show, talking about the top 100 matches. Talk a little bit about NXT. Uh, we're talking a little bit about the fun that Gabe Sapolsky has had on Twitter today with everybody. Uh, we are going to talk about the return of Brock Lesnar as he's being advertised for shows, not to mention just that July 4th show. Um, but let's start with Money in the Bank, shall we? Okay. Did you lose me? No. Okay. You you did this classic move where you put your arm up to the headset like, hmm, I'm listening closely. Say that again, I'm, producer. I'm just trying to find something to do with my hand. Oh. <laughs> well, find a way, Jeff. Find okay. a way to put your hand someplace. Uh, Money of Bank 2015. This show is coming up upon us. It is this Sunday on WWE Network. Yes. What is the main event of this show is a ladder match, as I have found out from you here in the last 10 minutes. Forgot completely it was a ladder match, but it makes the most sense. I mean, coming out of the next, the last pay-per-view, Dean Ambrose still has this damn belt. And that's about it. That's it. That's the reason for a ladder match. He has the belt. I thought you were leading to a question. No, I'm not leading to any question. He has the belt. Seth Rollins can't get it back. Apparently, there's more craziness this week on SmackDown that hasn't aired yet with a stupid belt. No, the belt's going to be hung to be held. over the ladder. Do you, then he can, get the, he can get it back. Did you see what they're That's, doing on SmackDown with this belt? No. Dean Ambrose loses it in New Orleans. 
He loses it. It's not the most shocking thing to ever happen, but okay. he's got to find it. Oh, that's by the pay per view. So that it can be hung up because he lost it. Check the pawn shops. Dean Ambrose, when your gimmick <laughs> is you have props, you better not lose your props. What if Carrot Top showed up to his comedy show and he lost all his props? What would he do? One man show. Well, it's already about, a one man show. About, about feelings. And one, about how his, his dad never loved him. A one inanimate object show. <laughs> the pre-show match on this is King Barrett against R-Truth. There is nothing to this match whatsoever. I would normally say that there's no possible way R-Truth wins this match and King Barrett's just on the show to get a win. And I still think King Barrett will get this win. But they do some weird things with R-Truth. Like R-Truth at one point beat King Barrett while Barrett was the Intercontinental Champion clean on a SmackDown earlier this year. R-Truth was winning matches on house shows. Like every once in a while, they just give R-Truth wins and it's weird. The, the only way I could see him winning this match is actually the one SmackDown note I saw was that he had put on the cape and the crown and was dancing on top of the announcer's table during SmackDown. And someone would think, man, that would be really funny if we put our truth in the king position. Sure. But that's, but that's, you know, I hope I, 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 it's an easy win for Barrett, I think. It should be. But I could easily say, eh, let's give our truth the win. Why not? King Barrett loses every match, whether he's the Intercontinental Champion or not now anyway. Like, he finally right. gets rid of the belt, so you're expecting King Barrett to go on a winning streak, and he, he gets this King of the Ring title, and he loses everything again. And he's a joke. And he's going to be the King of the Ring for... How long do you expect this King Barrett to actually be King Barrett? Until Vince no longer laughs. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how long Seamus was King Seamus, and I don't. I think he may have gotten hurt when they took the name off of him. But like, it's oh not- no, it was no. He got uh, the week after he got pedigreed. Because like week two, when he was uh, King of the Ring, he came down to with the antler horns and stuff to screw around with Triple Seamus, H. Triple Seamus H was King Seamus for more. King Seamus was King Seamus for more than two weeks. Okay, he was definitely. He may, he may more have, than King. He may have just not been wearing the silly getup. No, he was wearing that getup for a while. Wasn't it's a shame they don't treat this as more serious than it is, because it could actually, you know. When the hell was he, King Seamus? It could be an indicator to his toughness, but instead it's, it's, oh, look, he's wacky, and he thinks he has power. Mm -hmm. Let's give it to Ziggler if you're going to do that. That'd be the funniest he'd ever been. Yeah. Although apparently, although apparently he's doing a show at the comedy store, which made me laugh because I'm sure it's a bringer show in the belly room, not really a booked show, but that's comedy inside baseball. So yeah, no one knows what the hell that means. <laughs> I know. I know. Talk about this money it, in the bank ladder match. It is the only money in the bank ladder match on this show on money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Dolph Ziggler, Kane, Kofi Kingston, Neville, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Sheamus. And it's probably the first match since uh, Sheamus's return where he's not the heavy favorite because it seems like he's always the heavy favorite in every match, whether it's the single matches with Ziggler, whether it was the Elimination Chamber going in, whether it's anything, Sheamus has been the favorite. He is not the favorite here. No. And whether he should have been or not beforehand, who knows? Uh, there's one favorite in this match, and it's Roman Reigns. 
Yeah. Uh, the only way I could see them not putting it on Roman Reigns is that everybody thinks it's going to be Roman Reigns, so they'll just decide, let's give it to Orton. Yeah. And that's one of the <laughs> things that they did with the Elimination Chamber. Of all people, they gave it to the Ryback, and he won the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. And obviously, it sounds like they had something for him with the feud with Big Show uh, mm -hmm. ready in the books. But hey, Randy Orton has gotten his title matches. The Seth Rollins-Randy Orton thing is over. And again, we never had a clear finish to that. Like Seth Rollins has not had a clear ending to a feud like ever. Dean no. Ambrose hasn't either. But Seth Rollins no. certainly hasn't. No. And then you you throw in just the endless Seamus Randy Orton matches that go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there weren't. I have, a, of, I, have uh... I have two I have two questions for you on this match. These are what you would call prop bets. Okay. Number of superstars who are injured after this match. Are you gonna give me an over under or I just have to pick a number? I will give the over under or exact at two. Two. Well, then I'm going to go under because I bet there will be only one. Okay. Who do you think it'll be? Dolph Ziggler. Huh? So I, I have, I have penciled in Neville and Seamus re-injuring himself here. Seamus seems not to uh, have the best luck in ladder matches. No, no. Not the best and, uh, luck, but I, I would go, Ziggler's going to take one of those weird bumps, and it's just a matter of time, really. And the other prop bet. Okay. Is this where we see the red arrow into the RKO? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. it is. Because okay. these two never may never face each other again in any meaningful match. True. I think this is where you see the red arrow into the RKO. Why not? All right. But also, okay. at the same time, now, this red arrow would have to come off of a ladder no because you're not just going to see neville go up to the top rope and hit a move because why would you uh you do sometimes there's sometimes top rope moves when they've cleared the ring of ladders and whatnot yeah if you're gonna guess someone takes an rko out of something i think neville out of the red arrow and that would look like a pretty cool spot and that would be you know something of interest and something memorable Mm -hmm. I think it happens. And maybe Randy Orton gets up from the RKO and turns right into a spear and Roman Reigns climbs the ladder and Roman Reigns has your money in the bank title briefcase. Now, the other rumor going around, not to be the driving force on this show, but I feel like this show is going to be a show full of rumors. No, well, there's the thought that this is where Roman cashes in the briefcase after a Dean Ambrose title win. Well, let's we'll talk about that once we get to the title match here. Um, okay. Before we do that, the tag team championships are on the line with Tyson Kidd's injury. Uh, they were probably out of the spotlight anyway, but Cesaro and Tyson Kidd are out of the spotlight. Uh, right. You have the new day. Biggie and Xavier Woods, because Kofi is in the ladder match. You get the Biggie Xavier team going up against Darren Young and Titus O'Neil, the dad of the year. Could we see new champions here? The new day roll on. New day rolls on. New day. Remains unless the same day. Unless, unless they were going to tease a start of an angle where Xavier Woods is the weak link, but I don't see that happening. Wouldn't that just be something because they're finally getting over for the first time since they debuted in November as this heel group, and now they're going to tease dissension? I don't see that happening <laughs> yet. I don't see well, that happening one bit. I don't either, but you know, it's possible. <laughs> It's so weird because, I mean, again, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan have been sporadically on TV, mostly on the C shows. They were not in the tag team title elimination chamber match a couple weeks ago. But 
there's a lot of buzz around them in the tag team division because of what they've been doing lately on their matches, and that's finishing matches with the 3D. Yeah. And there's been a Twitter war going on with Luke Harper and Bully Ray. Bully Ray, who recently returned to TNA, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he was in TNA at the last tapings or something like that. Maybe he was just in for a tiny bit. He was. But Bully Ray and Luke Harper, and now Devon is getting involved. Could they actually be... Uh, was this something where you think they just gave him this finish because, okay, it's a tag team finisher that they can do and no one has used it in WWE in the last 10 years, so it's fair game? Or do you think they're going to build to some type of tag team coming back like the Dudley boys? Well, I could see it either way, but I think basically they allowed them to have it and they didn't get the Dudley boys blessing. And so I think the Dudleys are using this as a way to get maybe a one shot in. Why not work your um, angle? If you're not, if the plan isn't for the Dudley boys to come back and they haven't been talking, work that angle. Why not create? But this was the same. It. Well, does it create interest? I because think so. Here, here, well, here's the thing. I mean, they did the same thing with the Ascension and the New Age Outlaws. Who did that help? Actually, New Age Outlaws and another old team. Who are the other old guys well, the, he went in with? The, no, Road the dif- Warriors. The difference is no one ever wanted to see those matches. What you have to do here, if you're Bully Ray, is gain interest to where people actually want to see the Dudley boys go up against Harper and Rowan. And the catalyst for that is the fact that Harper and Rowan have their finish. The Ascension, no, a, one, no one ever wanted to see the Ascension in any of those people. It's been at least a decade since the Dudley boys have even been on WWE television, correct? Yeah. Well, then who's going to care? Bully Ray was at the Royal Rumble, so you got that a little oh, yeah. bit of interest there. But it's been 10 years since they were regulars. I mean, their last appearance was One Night Stand 2005. It's coming up. It was, it might be today is the 10 year anniversary of their last match as a tag team in okay. WWE. So, so do you hype them or is it a one shot surprise deal? I mean, if the Dudley boys are coming back, it's a one shot because they're not going to be regulars. I don't even no, know. I know, if I know it's a one shot. Okay. I know it's a one shot, but do you build it or do you just say, yeah, you don't make it a surprise. You make it, make them show up. Yeah. Okay. You, you make it something known, whether you do it at SummerSlam, if you know, for all we know, it's going to be on, you know, a takeover special. <laughs> they could do that. Triple H seems more apt these days to bring guys like that back than, than coming on the well, main that was, roster. That was the Ascension's gimmick in NXT was they're beating old tag teams from the past down there. I mean, that we, we thought they may get a one-shot deal in NXT at that time. but Yeah. I know. I was calling for Dudley's and Ascension at WrestleMania. It didn't happen. But yeah, I will take the W if they come back to wrestle Harper and Rowan. I will still somehow take the W on that. I don't know yeah. how I can justify it, but I'll take it. You um, bring in all three? Well, no. <laughs> and then, then you're going to have you get a feud with Lost Matadores. Let's be real. No one cares about Spike. No one cares about the other ones. It's all about Bully Ray and Devon. They probably don't even care much about them. But if they come no, back in for one match, I think they would have some uh, it would have some hype. And look, you're trying to build up this WWE network. I think people would okay. be interested in it for a one shot deal. And it has the hardcore base because people like Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, more so Luke Harper. My fear is that they trade wins at some point. The point is and that would, have, and that would, that would do nothing. I don't think the Dudley, well, uh, maybe, maybe the Dudley boys would get a win and they have a series, but I think it would they just get, be Harper and Rowan a, winning a match. They, they get a win in the return match on raw or in the pre raw before the pay-per-view. Well, we know it could be a one shot surprise on him. Paper. The, okay. the real point is this you have the new day you know defending their tag team titles against the primetime players but what a lot of There's the people no... on the interwebs are talking about 
is, is are the Dudley boys going to come in for Harper and Rowan? Mm. That's the sign I think of a good tag team division is when you have multiple things people can be talking about inside of the division. Well, not necessarily not the fact. Well, not necessarily the fact because yeah, the Dudley boys aren't in WWE, so you're talking about a what if fantasy booking part of the division. But still, well, nobody's talking. Hold on, nobody. It's it's not the mark of a good tag team division because nobody's giving the New Day half or not the New Day, but the primetime players any shot at winning these belts. Yeah, I don't think it's fifty fifty by any means. Oh, it's not even seventy five twenty five. I think it I would be. I think it would be. Because they've shown interest in different teams to where they could pass around Darren Young and Titus O'Neil, give the belts to them, and then eventually get a return match. Uh, you, have a, you have the fact that Tyson Kidd and Cesaro aren't going to be around. The Usos aren't going to be around. You seem to be as- giving Ascension some wins, but it's up to the Lucha Dragons and the Ascension to be the other teams in this division. Right? So do you put all four teams in this in the span of a couple of months, or do you drag out a new day primetime players feud? And if you do that, you have to give the belts to the primetime players at some point. I liked the idea of teaming up Cesaro with the uninjured Uso. But give Cesaro to the, un- yeah, why not? Like, Hey, we're tag team specialists. We've both had success this year. Why not? We let's join forces while our partners come back. And then when the, one of the other partners come back, you do the breakup, you do the breakup and you're like, Oh, we even what I would be interested in. If we want to fantasy book this even more, you have the (laughs) Uso and Cesaro win the tag team championships and they end up being this like really dominant team. And then like one of the others is coming back. You're like, hey, bro, we were tag team partners. What are you doing? Well, I'm the champions right now. So what happens is the other Uso and Kid team up because their partners are gone. They want those tag team belts. And now you have Cesaro and the Uso going up against the other Uso and Kid. Yeah, they kind of did that in Ring of Honor a few years ago when they were bringing in O'Reilly and uh, they had the Wolves and they had uh, Red Dragon. Sure. Opposite sides. Yeah. Okay. Do it again. No, it's fine. It's great. The New Day is going to win this match, I think, though, still. Yes. Uh, Seth Rollins. uh, Let's go this. Let's do the Divas Championship. Nikki Bella and Paige. Naomi (laughs) is long gone out of the system. Paige, Paige is cutting Truth Hurts promos. You have Nikki's Nikki's cutting heel promos and then on her entrance giving high fives to fans and smiling always nice smiling all the time. Oh jeez! Renee Young introduces her and the crowd doesn't know what to do with Nikki Bella. Uh, Nikki Bella and Paige, um, you're you may be very right that you've been on this train for a while. Nikki Bella may be out to set this record of the longest championship reign. Remember Sorry. who called that, kids? It wasn't anybody else. It was me who called that. Thank well, you. you you were on that <laughs> narrative even before AJ left. Like, yeah. when she won the title. Like, are they just going to get this record out of the way right away? But Nikki Bella, I mean, I would have to go with her as the winner just because that's the only thing that you can kind of hang your hat on right now is the fact that they might want to give her the record. Her legacy. Her legacy. Now, she may not win this match. There may be some type of weirdness going on because, again, you have Battleground, then SummerSlam, and you can do Paige and Nikki Bella as the big match at SummerSlam. Or you, or you can do, you know, Paige or Nikki and Brie at SummerSlam if you really want to. I think this is going to be the match that they wanted to have last time, but they may have said, well, if Naomi hadn't been in there, we would have had a really, really strong match. So I think they're going to try once again to replicate you know, replicate what they've been hearing from a uh, certain other number two promotion in the U S. Oh yeah. What's been, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about the number two promotions. They have a TV show coming up later tonight. Uh, of course we're talking about NXT. Yeah. Um, 
for those who don't know, there was an argument that uh, NXT is technically the number it two promotion matter. in America. It, uh, people well, no, we're, I'm just glossing it. We're not going to give all the details or anything like that. But There was no argument. Case... There was one person being ridiculous and stupid against okay. everybody. Okay. Um, so and on this it. Wikipedia page, so I'm on this Wikipedia page for Money in the Bank 2015, and I already thought— and I already thought it looked a little like they only list seven matches and one is the pre-show match. Are we missing something that I, because no. they list Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose twice. Is there not a Ryback and Big Show Intercontinental Championship match? Yes, there is. I okay. thought that was one of them. Yeah. Well, someone is missing that then. Someone, now the money in the bank. So, okay. What's happening right now is people are fixing the screw up on the money in the bank uh, Wikipedia page. So now it's down. And it's looking like craziness. So and no Miz? Uh, Ryback in the big show for the Intercontinental Championship, Jeff Hawkins. Ryback going to keep it? Is Big Show going to win it for whatever reason? This is so confusing because he gave him the shell shock on Raw, which you would think would be the climax of the match. So I think there's at least a small possibility that Big Show wins this. But I'm going with Ryback. But there's a possibility, I think, that right. they're going to be tra- trading wins over the month. Ryback just won the championship. Just mm-hmm. won it. Got the big put over from Daniel Bryan. Big Show comes back. They have two weeks to build up this match. Ryback does hit him with the shell shock. So you think that would be the big move that you have to pay for the network to see? Well, let me ask something. I don't know. I don't know all the, the uh, SmackDown tapings. Did, uh, did Big Show choke slam Ryback? Maybe he did. Maybe I should find that out. I figured you being see. the more newsy think, of the two of Do you think people... Well, I looked... I very briefly skimmed over the SmackDown spoiler, or spoilers just because like, I wanted to see what they were going to do with the title situation and see if Kevin Owens had a match. And Kevin Owens, of all people, wrestles on main event. Uh-huh. Heath Slater finally gets <laughs> to challenge for the title. Heath Slater answered the NXT Open I Challenge. Wa- Against Kevin I want to see that so bad. I want to hear his promo. Should be on Hulu tonight. We're recording this on the afternoon of Wednesday, June 10th. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, we'll probably have a recap of that on on Voices of Wrestling just because it's somewhat newsworthy because it's a title match on main event of all things. Uh, what happens here? Let's see. What am I looking for? The Ryback? Yeah, Ryback. Big Show. Oh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Nope, Big Show just cuts a promo on him saying, hey, I'm taking that belt on Sunday. And he probably is. That's about it. Maybe he is. So what are you doing there? Hey, what are you doing with the Big Show? What on I earth can the reason be Big Show of all people? Well, then when he beats Big Show for the belt, it'll be even bigger. <laughs> I don't know. Big Show win this belt and Ryback fails to get it back. And Daniel Bryan's finally healthy, so Daniel Bryan slays the beast when he comes back. Oh, let, let me throw this out there. Screwy finish with Miz interfering on behalf of one of them. Yeah, because Miz is kind of like Ryback beats Miz on SmackDown, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, he's involved in this. Right. Just as the dummy, basically. Like maybe he does interfere and says, you two stop bullying me. And they both, you know, crush him and there's a DQ and they, he gets impla- implanted in like a triple threat at some point or. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Or maybe if we're going to fantasy book, let's just be ridiculous with it. <laughs> no, maybe I the Miz says, okay, I'm not big enough for you two, but I know someone who is. 
Braun Stowman from NXT. Yeah. No, he's probably not even that big. I mean, Braun Stowman's not necessarily tall. He's just jacked. Just a strong no. man. I don't no. know. Who, who else is out there? Is there anyone getting signed that's really big? Like big, big? Gabe? Sapolsky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. You're probably right on that. Samoa Joe. Moho Rally. Oh, jeez. Moho! Mojo Rally. Oh, the big... Uh, we're going to talk about no, NXT no, tonight. No, let's, let's, let's move on. What's next? <laughs> What's next? Are we at the title match yet? Are we at Seth Rollins? We are. we are. And Dean Ambrose for the championship. As long as Dean Ambrose can find the belt, yes. we're going to have the World Heavyweight Championship ladder match. We are back after Raw this week to Seth Rollins not having anyone in his corner potentially for this match as he lost clean... And by clean, meaning, you know, Kane got involved. So you just kind of assume that you kind of assume that's part of the matches these days. Kane getting involved. Seth Rollins lost Joey Mercury. Uh, He's he looks like he's going to have to go it alone. Right. I mean, the story is going to be Seth Rollins now. And this is why it makes sense to have Seth Rollins win, grab the belt, you know, dump Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins needs one of these strong wins where it's like, okay, this is a guy who can win the belt himself. He doesn't need all the help. I fear, though, that they're going to have someone else help him, like someone we're not expecting. Or, for all we know, Triple H could be like, okay, Seth, we're tired of you. Dean Ambrose is our next guy. Yeah, it's one of those things where we both know he needs a strong win, but they may not know he needs a strong win. And I could see something very convoluted going on here. Maybe even to the point of Roman wins the briefcase, and then. Ambrose is about to win the belt, but 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 he doesn't. But he doesn't want to have to beat his buddy, so yeah. he kind of kind of accidentally does something. He doesn't turn full heel. I, but the the point A to point B more than likely is that the authority are somehow involved in this again because everything revolves around the authority. Everything revolves around the authority, and the issue here is you mentioned the fact that Roman Reigns could win this briefcase and and cash it in sometimes at the pay per view. I wonder if we're looking too much at like, you know, not necessarily conspiracy theories, but looking and trying to fit every single piece all at once. Um, I mean, well, I don't think he's of- gonna. I don't think he'd cash it in in that scenario. I think he'd just not want to cash it in against a friend. So he kind of. But for months yeah, and months, we had the fact that you know Seth Rollins was carrying around this briefcase, and we all assumed different things that might happen, and then he cashed it in at WrestleMania. I mean, it very well could be that you know Seth Rollins gets a clean win here, and that's it. And then Dean Ambrose is out of the picture. And then that's what I up. want. That's what I want. Because what a lot of people are expecting to happen, whether they want it or not, is possibly with Seth Rollins using the pedigree now, you have a Triple H Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam. But yeah. I'm not exactly sure how you get there unless it's going to be super basic with the whole, okay, Seth Rollins is doing it on his own and Triple H wants to prove to him, okay, you could do it on your own, but I still control things. Like you, you may think you can win titles uh, on your own, but I control where those titles go. Since this is a fantasy booking show, it seems I have a way to get there. Battleground, you do Brock and Seth, and Roman cashes in to make that a triple threat, so that you get that back from WrestleMania, and Roman gets the win for the belt, and then the Raw afterwards, Triple H makes fun of uh, Rollins for losing the belt. And that's when things explode and he challenges him to the match at SummerSlam. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are ways to get there. I'm just... Like, Money in the Bank is one of these. Like, it's a fairly unimportant show. I mean, you're going to have the Money in the Bank challenger, so it allows you in the future. What? What are you scoffing at? Did I, I say... What? And in... You didn't say unimportant. You said something Un, else. I, I said unimportant. Just, did I say unimportant okay. show? Like, in, in, inappropriate? In, in pro, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a mistake. Just, that's, that's not it's a, a fairly un, unimportant show. With the fact <laughs> that, okay, you get the briefcase on somebody, so you have your out storyline wise like you could effectively put the title wherever you want to because roman reigns with that briefcase is like an interim champion i mean it's basically what it is you can just put it wherever you want to and get yourself out of different things you have brock coming back soon because brock is advertised for the june 22nd raw he's advertised for battleground he's going to be on that show he's advertised for the july 4th show in japan that's going to be on the network so he's coming back still have Mm -hmm. seth rollins I mean, Dean Ambrose is the odd guy out. The reason why I don't think there's any way Dean Ambrose wins this title, unless you have Roman take the championship at the end of Money in the Bank, Dean Ambrose is effectively the odd man out. Like, he's not going to be involved here shortly. Yeah, and if you if you have him take the belt, take the belt from Dean, you turn him a heel, which I don't think they want to do, and also you lose the revenge storyline from WrestleMania. So I don't think that's going to happen. And at some point, are we pleased? Not that anyone wants this match, but I kind of do. The one match in WWE that makes the most sense right now, when are you going to do Kane and Seth Rollins? <laughs> the no world wants to know. No, no, they don't. Prime Monday. <laughs> that would just be, that would just be it. Oh, oh, I don't know. We had a question on Twitter. I'm going to find it here. Um, and this kind of leads into our NXT discussion because that's that's Money in the Bank. I mean, that, that's what it is. Money in the Bank is coming up this Sunday. I mean, I'm interested in it because the Money in the Bank briefcase is still an important storyline figure. It's the 10th anniversary of Money in the Bank. Money mm-hmm. in the Bank debuted in 2005 at WrestleMania 21, the match that we'll talk about here in a bit. But it is the 10th anniversary. Uh, if you're interested in stats and different things from like Money in the Bank, uh, up at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR, there's a... Inside the numbers, look at Money in the Bank. Uh, some interesting facts and figures, average match length, a bunch of different stuff. Kane is entering his seventh Money in the Bank match. Kane is going to be in this Money in the Bank match. That is going to be a record. As long as he stays in it, he will be the record holder for most Money in the Bank matches. And when the Money in the Bank match ends, as long as it goes over five minutes, he will be the record holder for the most amount of time spent in a Money in the Bank match, beating Christian, who has the current record. So some facts and figures for you. But we have a question from Danny on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. A few episodes ago, you and Jeff asked, will there ever be an NXT champion that came from the main roster? Daniel Bryan was mentioned. How about John Cena? So this discussion was the fact that, okay, you still, in the hierarchy of things, you're going from NXT to WWE. You can be an NXT champion, you go up to WWE. And we were kind of asking with Daniel Bryan, like, would there ever be a scenario where someone's maybe winding down their career or maybe fits better in NXT as they try and make this their own brand that maybe goes away from the main roster to freshen up in NXT and becomes an NXT champion? And at the time, there wasn't really anyone we could think of. And we both said that maybe that person hasn't even debuted yet. Like, maybe it'll eventually happen, but it hasn't, you know, come up yet. Uh, Danny is asking if John Cena could be that person because he's in this feud with Kevin Owens. 
Now, the difference being, if John Cena ever won the NXT title from Kevin Owens, it's not like he would be in NXT. I mean, he's not going to work the Florida tapings. He's not going to be on NXT TakeOver. I mean, he's, I, I don't think John Cena will ever be on a TakeOver like that unless they really want to amp up this third brand in a way of NXT. The only reason that doesn't make sense, and I thought about that, I thought about maybe a one-shot where he beats... Owens for the belt or the NXT belt and he goes down there and he loses. I, I don't hey, I think it could be a possibility that he fights for the NXT champion at some point in this program. Yes. I don't think he's going to be in NXT no. at all. No. But but the thing is wins over John Cena, clean wins still matter. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do those, especially like if if John Cena is the NXT champ. At some point, he's going to have to lose the championship, and that will make a guy. Yeah. You don't want to do that on an NXT show. You want to do that on a Raw where you have eyeballs watching, and you want to make a star. And that's why everybody has thought for the longest time that Finn Balor would be the guy to get the win in the U.S. title match. It does Finn absolutely no good to beat him for the NXT title. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're far more likely to see someone like a Heath Slater or a Zack Ryder or someone who maybe doesn't have purpose on the main roster and goes down to NXT and maybe they hit it off in NXT. Maybe they pull a Tyson kid where they actually get a career resurgence because of their work in NXT and they wrestle for the title at one point and become NXT champion. Um, I mean, this week on NXT, most of you will listen to this after NXT has already aired, but Zack Ryder is on this week's NXT. Like someone like that who goes down to maybe freshen up or try something new. It might be a woman. And it could be someone on the the women's might be, roster. Might be, be might be Emma. Might be Emma. She's in the running now. I mean, Emma, Emma is a perfect example, and that's why I'm thinking it could happen with the men at some point. Like you can have someone who was, you know, just flailing about on the main roster and wasn't doing anything important, and they go down to NXT, whether it's to freshen them up or whether it's because there's a spot for them, and they become the champion. They have something going on for them. I don't know if Zack mm-hmm. Ryder's that guy either. I don't know if you know Bo Dallas is that guy. Maybe we still don't have that person, but that very well could be a scenario at some point, especially as NXT becomes its third brand. It's like, you don't, you don't book Zack Ryder on all these house shows, maybe start booking him on NXT. You know, when you have Sami Zayn injured and you have Hideo Itami injured, you have Kevin Owens on the main roster. There's room in NXT on the traveling brand for a guy like Zack Ryder or Heath Slater or Brad Maddox or Drew McIntyre. Hmm. He's still with TNA, though. Think about it, at Book It Gabe. Think about it. <laughs> Maybe an Austin Aries. Maybe a Beretta. Uh, Chuck NXT, Taylor. NXT this week has six matches on the show. Okay. One That's hour a... show. Six wow. matches. Squashes. Squashes galore. Look at this lineup, and we won't go through Ooh. results. But look at this lineup that was on the show tonight. Tell me, since I can't look at it. Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley against Mike <laughs> Rollis and Elias Sampson. That's not going over five minutes. No. Emma versus Blue Pants. Tyler Breeze yeah. versus Bull Dempsey. Becky Lynch versus Jesse McKay. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin versus Angelo Dawkins. And... Make sure I have this right, because I'm not necessarily sure if this is the accurate name, but Samoa Joe, I think, (laughs) is going up against Scott Dawson. 
in the main event of the program. These could all be openers on WWF Jacked. Yeah, this is a this is a WCW Saturday Night Worldwide Wrestling slash it's, card. This is a WCW Pro card missing some yeah. Buff Bagwell on it is what it is. Like, okay, book Buff Bagwell on this show, and you got WCW Pro on a Sunday night. Uh, Buff Bagwell might have been even too big of a name to work on Pro a lot. Like he may have been seconding Scott Norton. Back in the day on WCW Pro. But that's your lineup for this NXT as Samoa Joe uh, travels on to eventually take on Kevin Owens. And that this is like the first time where you're really getting some interesting stuff with NXT with the fact that they last taped their show on May 21st. Because <laughs> you've had so much switchover with Kevin Owens now on the main roster. You have the Finn Balor match set up. The next TV tapings for NXT are June 18th after next week's show. Uh, that's your next TV tapings, and we'll hopefully have a bigger idea of what Samoa Joe is exactly going to do. And not to mention the fact that Samoa Joe is going to wrestle on WWE uh, in WWE on the 18th of June for NXT, and then two days later wrestle for Ring of Honor. Like it's still, dark match, yeah, but still, yeah. it's an interesting dynamic we have here. As Samoa Joe enters his was it fourth WWE show because he was at Takeover, did the NXT tapings. Wrestled dark on Raw, and now is going to be on NXT TV here again. And then wrestle still in Ring of Honor. And we don't know what they're going to do with the title situation. Like, a lot of it hinges on what happens even Sunday. I mean, if Kevin Owens gets beat clean by John Cena, I suppose you can have Samoa Joe beat him for the NXT title. You can have someone uh-huh. interfere. You can have Finn Balor beat him. Because let's be real here. July 4th, you think, how many people are going to watch that show? The 4th of July... Airing at 7 in the morning on the East Coast. Like, people will know what happened, but it's the hardcores of the hardcores who are even watching a house show on a Sunday morning. Saturday morning. Hardcores well, of the hardcores. Is it going to be live live, or is it going to be live it, to tape? It's and live. It's air, the okay. show begins at 6.30 Eastern in the morning on July 4th. Saturday, July 4th. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people are watching that show. Even on demand, not many people are watching that show unless you know what's going on. Like, these are the hardcores who are going to be watching that show. I'll be watching that show. Probably not live because you don't really need to watch it live. You watch live to tape. Agreed. It's also smack dab in the between of uh, in between two New Japan shows that will be on New Japan World on Friday morning and Sunday morning, including Dominion on July 5th. AJ Styles, Kazuchika Okada. Every fucking match you can possibly imagine for every title in the promotion. It's awesome. Yeah. All taking place in Tokyo. A big weekend for those who want to be up in the morning to watch some pro wrestling. So you it's think like they're, it's like their own WrestleMania weekend. It is. Have... It's, it's pretty big. <laughs> and, and WWE is the Ring of Honor promotion. Yeah. You know, fighting <laughs> new, for some new, time. New, new Japan's looking around. Don't let them rent any arenas. Anywhere. Yeah. Well, they got quirking, so they got in there. <laughs> um, so you think Finn Balor is going to win the title on that show? Yes. I would be really interested to see what people think, because it makes the most sense for Finn Balor to win on that show. I could easily see Samoa Joe winning at the TV tapings, even, you know, getting some type of match and just taking the belt off Kevin Owens. I guess I could see that. 
Um, there's some options that you have. I mean, there's definitely some options. You change the title yep, on yep. Raw. Kevin Owens has had NXT title matches on Raw. You could always change the title somehow, even with getting John Cena involved. Like if you don't want to beat Kevin Owens clean. Yeah, but that's a hometown pop type of situation, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, you could do a number of different things. Um, that is NXT. The next TV mm-hmm. tapings are June 18th. They're doing house shows this weekend. They got Pittsburgh on Thursday. They got Cleveland on Friday and Columbus on Saturday. Right. Uh, they're doing the house show tours. The The buildings in Pittsburgh and Columbus are very small. They fit about a thousand people. So those have been sold out for a while. The Agora Theater in Cleveland holds about 2000. That's not sold out on the Friday night. I don't know if it will be with all the NBA final stuff going on. And there's a lot to do there right now. The Indians, I believe, are at home that day. They could they may not be, but I believe they are. Uh, so a lot of Cleveland. Stuff- Cleveland. Cleveland becoming party central. It is hmm. the Mecca yeah. of the sports world. Mecca of the sports world. Um, but a lot of stuff. Kevin Owens is on these shows. Kevin Owens could, you know, lose to someone on these shows. I don't think for the title. But right now, remember, even though the NXT title may not be on the line, he is your current WWE linear champion. So any loss is a potential title loss to someone else here. In WWE slash NXT slash whoever. Yeah. Interested to see what names show up. Rhino may be on these shows. Maybe you get someone local. Maybe a little Tommy Dreamer action comes back to NXT. That's right. Comes back to NXT. Tommy Dreamer. More matches in NXT this year than who? Who hasn't been in NXT in a while? Mojo Rally? Yeah. Mojo Rally. Uh, Ty Dillinger. Yeah, Ty Dillinger. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on. Uh, Brock Lesnar's coming back. Money of the Bank is this Sunday. Again, a reminder, we're going to be live. Voicesofwrestling.com slash STR. You can follow us on Twitter at ShakeThemRopes. Uh, at WrestleMania 21, Jeff Hawkins, a new concept for a match in WWE debuted. A Money in the Bank ladder match. A ladder match on the show featuring multiple wrestlers And the prize at the top would not be a championship. It would be the shot at a championship whenever you wanted it. Chris Mm -hmm. Jericho in Storyline introduced this idea, the Money in the Bank ladder match. It came a possibility at WrestleMania 21 featuring Edge. Of course, Kane, because you know if there's a match that has... Well, this is is a funny story because when this match was announced... The internet went kind of nuts, as I recall, because of who was announced in it, because it was originally just, it was, it was, we have five participants of ours, Jericho, Benoit, Shelton Benjamin, Christian, and um, who else is in it other than uh, Edge? And Edge. It's like, oh man, that's, that's a work rate fan's dream. It's great. Then, then the rumor started, there's rumors that they're going to add a six and it's possibly Kane. And everybody went, Kane? What? Come on, man. This is everything. You're going to put Kane? Oh, he's just going to crush the little guys. And then the complaint. People have been complaining about the same things about Kane for 10 years now, at least. For longer, even. I know. But yeah. Yet Edge, Kane, Chris Benoit, Christian, who came to the ring with Tyson Tomko, by the way. This is my favorite incarnation of Christian. This is the Captain Charisma Christian yep. with with. My favorite the- version of his theme, the uh, original by Waterproof Blonde. And 
<laughs> this is when when this is when actually people thought he was going to win Money in the Bank because he was a he was, big favorite. Yeah, he was he was getting really hot here, and he was this was when he was starting to call out John Cena a lot as Marky Mark and calling him a fake rapper. Well, he had a championship match with John Cena and Chris Jericho later that year. Like he was yeah. a pretty big favorite at the time because I remember that. Like uh, Christian was a big favorite. Um, Edge, I don't think anyone bought Edge being in that slot yet. Now. They were kind of in the same boat because no one bought Christian to be in that slot, but they thought well, this might prop him up. And the fact that he was in programs with John well, Cena was, a little bit, he was, yeah, he was cutting really strong promos. So they were thinking, okay, now's the chance to elevate Christian yeah. into being a main event player. And they were, and people really bought into that. The other one they were really buying into was, okay, this is the chance for Shelton Benjamin to start getting something behind him and they'll give him, they may give him the briefcase here to get some legitimacy because Benoit doesn't need it. And, right. you know, and Kane, you know, Kane's Kane, but man, you know, it'd be great because man, look at, look at everything he's done mm-hmm. and look at, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, because you can tell uh, after edge had won this money in the bank match, like he didn't get the title shot until next January. It's not like they had plans to do anything right. with this. So you could have thought they might have had plans. The fact that Christian was in the title picture not too long after this, they obviously had plans for him to do something. So a lot of the talk going in was that Christian might win this one. But I, this match here was an all-out sprint. Like for- I don't know. I don't know if they had plans for Christian other than to do the match with Cena and then say thanks for being here because he went to TNA after that program. Yeah. Yeah. So there weren't really any, pl- any long program. I mean, they did a yeah, fucking well, program with them. No, 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 no. It wasn't a real program. It was a half-assed program. Right. It was like it was like he was getting beat every week by Cena, and he would cut a few great promos, and he wouldn't get any wins against him, and so he was just like, "All right, I want to, I want to leave now, and, since and Jericho, there's nothing else I can do." Jericho was leaving too, so it was like we're going to put both of these guys with Cena, so we can get their, you know, yeah, something fresh, but also get them both out of the way. Yeah, well, gone. they put they put Jericho in there because they didn't think Christian was big enough because, you know, Vince doesn't like Christian. Right. So. Well, they're right. Honestly, they were right. Um, Money in the Bank, all out sprint. And the match mm-hmm. actually starts before the bell even rings for like a good yeah. minute and a half. Kane is making his entrance and all the smaller guys go at him. Uh, you had this is the debut of when before Kofi Kingston was there doing all the crazy spots and matches. It was Shelton times Benjamin's spot to do all the craziness in matches. And boy, did he go crazy in matches. And especially in WrestleMania 22, the next one, that RGD one where he comes off the top rope and lands, he sticks a landing on the uh, ladder, but he does all the climbing spots like Shelton Benjamin. um, Shelton Benjamin was great, but really, I mean, you know who in particular was excellent in this match? I thought Christian was taking some mad bumps. You're supposed to say who, and the answer is everybody. Yeah, Everyone okay. was fantastic in this match. Kane was fantastic in this match. I mean, some yeah. of the biggest spots that had the biggest reactions were either Kane falling off the ladder or Kane pushing the ladder over. Pushing, yeah, when, when he pushed uh, Christian over onto Tomko on the outside. When he pushes that Christian over on Tomko was nuts. When he goes up top and just does a planche off the top rope to everyone on the outside, and that yeah. might have been one of the loudest you know, portions the crowd was into in the entire match. Like, Kane was a big deal here. Mm-hmm. The whole match, and again, a sprint. The match went 15 minutes, so it's not like you can set up spot after spot after spot and just breathe in between. This was an all-out sprint for what they did, and in contrast to something like TLC, where you had tables, ladders, and chairs debut at SummerSlam 2000, and it was a really good match, 
but it didn't take off. It didn't hit the mark until TLC two at WrestleMania 2001, WrestleMania 17. Like that's the one that I think most people remember as the craziness and the best TLC match. Money in the bank one to me is the best money in the bank match. Yes. Yeah. I would and, put that above uh, everyone, including the last one that Randy Orton won in 2013. That yeah, no, got a this, lot of rave reviews. This was no, the this, best this one. Is the best. And, I, and there's another underrated gem in here as well. And as usually at the preface, yes, Chris Benoit killed his wife and son. Wow. <laughs> wow. But, well, you know, you can never seem to give him accolades without hearing, you know, he's a murderer, right? I go, yes, I know he's a murderer, but I like his work. When when Kane does the uh, ladder spot hitting his arm, that arm is dead pretty much for the rest of the match, including when he's trying to climb the ladder for the headbutt. Yep, the arm's and he's dead. Having, and he's having problems climbing the ladder. And then he opens up his stitches on the actual headbutt. Mm-hmm. My God. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just brutality, but beautiful at the same time. Yeah, Chris Benoit was he took selling seriously. Like oh, yeah. if Chris Benoit was still around, you wonder how he would kind of fit into today's WWE where you could break your leg on a pay-per-view on Sunday and then run to the ring on Raw on Monday. Yeah. We're selling it you don't sell. I mean, Wait, okay, we don't he, care what your injury was from the pay-per-view. You are a hundred percent healed the next day. Chris he Benoit comes from couldn't that, do that. He also comes from that Ric Flair school of selling where <laughs> Where he's on the ground, he's screaming at the top of his lungs in pain. Which I noticed. <laughs> yeah. It's at the end of the match. Yeah. Chris Benoit selling the arm. Edge kind of working himself into positions where he finally wins by working himself like out of all the chaos and trying to find the best spots to insert himself. Chris Jericho is working this match like, okay, I'm the one who created this bout, so I should be the one who's involved in it the most. You had Shelton Benjamin, who's just hitting craziness stuff. You have Kane, yeah, who's the big man, choke slamming everyone around. Like, okay, I, I'm in here with all you midgets, so I'm just going <laughs> to kind of take over. Yeah, the other spots that were, that were plentiful, and, and these are always risky in these ladder matches that they're doing, is, is uh, the ones, any match where you're, you're kicking a moving ladder or even a stationary ladder of any kind, you get your foot caught in some of those wrongs. So I'm watching these things going, man, there, and there, and there's a moment here when, uh, there, there's that one kind of semi botch where, where Kane's supposed to choke slam Shelton down to the ground. And he gets his foot caught in the ropes. Mm-hmm. That was scary. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, this but, match is just all out chaos. It's hard to, this is the best. This yeah. is the best money in the bank match they ever had. I, I thought it was the best because it's the first one too. And you have the crowd going insane for every single thing these guys are doing. And it's not a matter of, okay, I've seen this spot before. Like, I mean, it's hard to do a money in the bank ladder match right now. Cause yes. you have all the guys. It was impossible for the one that Jack Swagger won because that money in the bank ladder match had 10 guys mm. in it. Didn't was that the 10 yeah. guy one? It I think a, so. It was a 10 man ladder match here. I mean, you put more and more guys in it. Doesn't make any of the spots better. It just make it just means people are going to forget everything. But this well, one here, it, because it was okay. the first, and you never saw this stuff before with multi man matches, or at least for four years, because it had still been four, uh, three or four years since you had the tag team TLC matches where there was a bunch of craziness. You're not yeah. doing it every single year. And that's the problem. They should put this match away 
for situations where they need it. Kind of like the elimination. I mean, the elimination chamber almost eliminates money in the bank, to be honest with you. Um, Because you can have a multi, and it's much safer. Because now that you have it every year, you have to keep going bigger and bigger and bigger in terms of putting your aerial guys at risk. Like, I'm afraid for Neville's life in this match. I'm not because he's young. Well, he's young, and he's not going to say no to something if somebody presents it. See, I, I think the worst thing that they can present <laughs> to him is, hey, you're going to do the red arrow out of this, and Randy Orton is going to catch you, so you just do your move. Because really, there's no difference. There's no difference well, to, to Neville when he's doing this move. Hold on a second. Well, there's no difference when you're doing this move here. But also with the fact that, okay, I don't, I don't know if he's going to do anything crazy to the outside. He may... Um, I mean, he's not Sin Cara, who they don't really care about. Like, this is a guy who they're putting on TV, and they want to make sure he's safe, and they have this whole thing with injuries. It, it's not even about that. It's the fact that you have so many guys. Like, the year John Cena was in it, right? The year John Cena won the Money in the Bank. If you want to keep it fresh, I think that's the way to do it. Not necessarily change how every match is done, but put a big name, like a really big name in the Money in the Bank, but make those big names different. You can have your Kofi Kingston's in every match. You can have your Neville's in every match, but don't have the same guys over and over as far as all participants and keep it to six. Have six guys in the match. Don't have seven. Don't have eight. Don't have 10. Have six guys in the match. Your Kofi, your Neville, four mid-card guys who maybe have been fighting for other titles, and then your two big names. Yeah. I mean, but in, in terms of going real quick back to the Neville thing, even the basic stuff, because you remember the NXT ladder match he had with Bo Dallas. He did the red arrow onto the ladder, and that's not pleasant. I feel like I just put eight <laughs> men in the match with that. I meant two of each type, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. so I mean. Yeah, I, I just I like the Roman Reigns and Randy Orton because you have some credible guys, yeah. but next year it's got to be someone else. I mean, if I hate to say it just because of all the injury stuff, if Daniel Bryan is back, maybe have him in it again. You have John Brock. Cena in it. Brock. That, that's going to be the all-time. When you're really stagnant, put yeah. Brock Lesnar in the Money in the yeah. Bank match just so he's tossing everyone <laughs> around. I'm fine if that Money in the Bank match goes three minutes and it's just Brock F5-ing ladders into people. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Great. If that Money in the Bank match goes three minutes and he's crushing everybody, there's no way you can say, you know, I didn't get what I paid for. You got more than what you paid for. You got Brock murdering dudes. I want Brock and I want El Torito in the same Money in the Bank ladder match. Meltzer just gave, so he can kill him. Meltzer gave this match four and a half stars. Highly recommended. I, I think it's the best Money in the Bank match that there's ever it been. Is. No doubt. Now, who originally originated the Money in the Bank match? Whose idea was it? Do you know? As far as, like, who actually Not, considered this? Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know. It was probably Vince. Hey, what did we put oh. up there? And someone said, hey, let's have a title shot. Okay. And they came up with it. I don't know. Thought you might. Thought you might. Because I don't know. Let's just go John Laurinaitis. <laughs> I was thinking maybe Patterson. I just like to put all good ideas on the back of John Laurinaitis because uh. why not? Uh, we have breaking news on the program before we get out of here on Shake Them Ropes '88. <laughs> Global Force Wrestling's first show is this Friday. <laughs> the first show they are ever running. I thought- Oh, you son of a... I thought you were actually having breaking news. Oh, no, we have breaking uh, news about this show. Oh, canceled? The main event is Carl Anderson and Dot Gallows, the Bullet Club, taking mm-hmm. on the new Heavenly Bodies, a Texas tag team. <laughs> Managing the Bullet Club 
on this show will be Fox. Jim Cornette. Oh. Is the managing Bullet Club or not the the Bullet okay. Club? Ah. Huh. Now the Young Bucks are not. I don't believe the Young Bucks are on these shows. They are not. They are not on these shows coming up. But Jim Cornette is managing the Bullet Club. This man who despises the Bullet Club, by the way. Yes. Is managing them. Who's managing the new heavenly bodies? Is it Pritchard? I don't know. Nobody. Huh. There. There's your little gimmick. The Bullet Club Seriously. with Jim Cornette. I don't so think he's gonna anyone's turn, managing he's, he's, he's going to turn on the Bullet Club, join the new heavenly bodies. Sure, why not? Why, why not? Shout out to a friend of me. Congo Kong is on these shows. Congo Kong nice. is wrestling Moose. Formerly Osiris, little local guy here in Fort Wayne who's been wrestling forever. Mm-hmm. Now getting a shot at Global Force. So hopefully more people find out who he is. But that's Global Force Wrestling. Uh, next week, ROH has their big pay-per-view with the Young Bucks and AJ Styles. Uh, in a six-man tag, I forget at the moment who they're wrestling. I think it's the Kingdom, Matt Taven, yeah. Adam Cole. I believe that's who it is. I'm not actually entirely certain, uh, but a lot of stuff going on next week because you're going to have the NXT TV tapings. You're going to have Money in the Bank here on Sunday. You're going to have ROH doing their pay-per-view. Not to mention, in two weeks is TNA Slammiversary. I know the people are excited. The Wolves and Aries and Rude will have a good match, but other than that. But other than that, surprised you didn't want to talk about Gabe just a little bit. I had a question for you. Let's talk about that Gabe. Nobody's, because that nobody's brought. What's yet. going on here is the the Twitter world has gone crazy today. Yeah. About NXT killing the indies and Triple H purchasing WWN Live and purchasing Evolve and and using Evolve as a feeder system. Now there's there's some truth to that. There there's, is. There are arrangements going on. Gabe Sapolsky yes. very well may be technically a WWE employee at some point later on this year, but not <clears> today. <throat> it's not, it's not today. It may, it may happen soon, but there's the world has gone nuts. Gabe Sapolsky expert troll today on Twitter. When all this stuff was going on, you know, tweeted out that he would have a major announcement and that major announcement trolling. Everyone was not in relation to anything. WWE was announcing that Zack Sabre Jr. was returning to Evolve in July because he's a master troll. He's a master troll, and he's great at it, and it was hilarious. And then Gabe Sapolsky on Twitter, not too long before we started recording, was obviously doing a vanity search on Twitter, searching for Gabe WWE because of all this stuff was going on. So he tweeted out, Gabe WWE. Unless he was trolling you guys. Oh, no. He deleted the tweet shortly after. Uh, This was a mistaken tweet. But he's having some fun with it. He's having some fun with it. But yeah, there's there's something that's going to be happening. And we referenced it a little bit last week, very vainly. Uh, it's picking up steam. People are starting to find out that there's smoke to this fire. Uh, Triple H is expanding NXT, and he's doing some out-of-the-box things to expand NXT. One of those out-of-the-box things with helping developmental is going to be working with promotions. And they have a pretty good relationship with Evolve and Gabe Sapolsky. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where if Gabe wants to work in wrestling and get some more money out of it, that's probably one of the ways you can do. Well, here's my question, because everybody's saying, well, it, it's basically to lock up talent so they don't go to ROH or TNA. My question is, if they give seat money to Evolve and Gabe can now run more shows and maybe have 
I don't know. How does Gabe's contracts work? Are they on a per- performance basis or does he actually have like not long-term deals, but short-term deals for number of shows with wrestlers? Yeah. The, huh? No, it's an Just, indie show. It's like, Hey, can you work no, the show? There's no contracts. He has no contracts with anyone. Well, you have to. Oh, okay. So it's basically handshake deals. Then. Yeah. It's what, Hey, what can you saying. work okay. this date? Yeah, no, like okay, Gabe Sapolsky moved backwards when he left Ring of Honor as far as what they can do because they can't sign people to contracts. They just don't have well, the number of shows to do it. They hey, hey, can you work I, I this mean, date? Yes or I don't, no? Yeah, I don't mean contracts by you know the way you think of major companies having contracts. I mean like okay, you can work like you'll work four shows for us and we'll pay you this much per show. No, type it's, of a, thing. it's one show at a time for everybody. Okay, because because I was thinking if they could okay so if he could actually get concrete contracts of some variety and you're just running more shows of evolve on the yeah. east coast you could in theory mm-hmm. if you if you could lock in guys for more money cripple a PWG in some ways you could but I, I again that's not the intent when everyone looks at okay Triple H is trying to kill the indies that's not what he's doing he's trying to strengthen NXT. And if that has some hindrances on the independence because he's signing up what people consider to be the top talents, so be it. Triple H is trying to run his business. He's not going out there with the intent of let's kill the indies. I want to be the only one. It's I want NXT to succeed. Who are the best talents out there? I mean, that's what it is. Like when you're signing the Briscoes, you're not signing the Briscoes to hurt ROH. You're signing the Briscoes to help NXT. And if ROH can't adapt and push other talents, that's on them. That's not on Triple H to leave the best talents for them. Okay, so so it's it's only to hurt ROH and TNA, not to hurt. No, it's any not to hurt other. anyone. He's not intended to, to hurt be. anybody. Oh, it has to. Be. No, zero percent. Zero percent. I'm signing. I'm signing Samoa Joe because I need a big name because Kevin Owens is on the main roster and Sami Zayn is hurt. And Hideo Itami is hurt. I need a big name to help my touring because I want to tour NXT. I'm not going to say th- those are the pros. That's why I'm signing Samoa Joe. I need him for my show because he's a free agent. He's available. Let's go get the best talent. It's not, oh, Samoa Joe's going back to ROH. Well, fuck them. I'm going to sign Samoa Joe. No, 0%. Those who have the narrative that Triple H is trying to hurt NXT or excuse me, hurt the independents by making the deals he's doing aren't seeing what the big picture is. They're not seeing, they're, they're looking at it from their frame of mind. Like, okay, I like the Indies. This guy's coming okay. at us against the Indies. No, trying to help NXT, trying to help the company. You're signing the best talents. He has an idea. He wants to make NXT his brand, the brand that he brings up to prominence, right? And the best way to do that is sign the best talents. I'm not going to sign the goddamn heavenly bodies ahead of Samoa no. Joe because the heavenly bodies aren't in ROH and I don't want to hurt them. But you said it yourself at one point is that you thought that the Triple H model was to make it the best indie in the country. Yeah. That's okay. Mean he's trying I, to no, hurt anyone I, else. I, I agree with your point. You've turned me on that one because I always, I never think highly of what they do for business. I never do. I always take that kind of jaundiced eye. If you're telling me that there's no harmful intent in this at all, I'll believe you. I'm fine with that. No, I mean, it's just not the motivator. Because if you're motivated by killing all the indies, then, okay, what happens in 10 years when you don't have the same talents anymore and you need them around? Because where else are people going to... And kill the indies is ridiculous. The indies aren't going anywhere. No, but to get rid of some of the more 
better or to cripple some of the better known indies? No. You know? Okay. No. I you want to do what's best for your brand, and I think that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to build a brand. I don't think he's watching ROH TV every week and saying, no, he's listening for what names are on the internet, creating a buzz. And that's who he's looking at. There's a reason why they, there are all these rumors wanting to sign the Briscoes. Cause he doesn't know what they're doing on their Twitter. He doesn't know what they're doing on the ROH TV show. He just sees that there's buzz around the Briscoes. Like, Hey, maybe we should look at these guys. You're looking at the guys who have the buzz around them. Maybe not even the best physical abilities, just the buzz. Cause you want that buzz to be on NXT. You're trying to build yourself up. You're trying to grow your business. Okay. The fact, the fact that people think there's malicious intent being the, the sole factor in signing no, certain not people. A soul, not sole factor, but a the majority factor. factor. It's just not okay. there. But what's going to be happening with Gabe and NXT and Gabe wor- having a working relationship, if it comes to fruition, if it actually comes to pass, could be really interesting. And there will be people out there who look at it more negatively and that's fine. I mean, because if you think that your brand that you like is going to get hurt, that's natural. Like if I think all the best talents I like in Ring of Honor are going to be signed by NXT tomorrow and I like Ring of Honor, I'm going to be a little upset by that. But you got to look at the other side. NXT, they want the best talents. And if the best talents are Ring of Honor, not only does that kind of back you up that you liked you liked Ring of Honor for a reason. It justifies why you like them because NXT thinks those are the best talents too. But the thing is, NXT wants them because they want to be the best brand. Okay. You know, if Google wants to be the best, they're going to hire the smartest guys. And if those smartest guys used to work at Apple, so be it. Be on the lookout on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes for any possible news <clears throat> about Bram re-signing with TNA. But for Shake Them <laughs> Ropes, that is all this week. We'll see you on Sunday night, 11 p.m. for our post-Money in the Bank match at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR. I hope to be better by then. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.